Happy New Year. Hey, yeah. I guess it's uh, 20, 2019. It is 2019. Or if you're Jewish, it's 5779. Or if you are a little bit more woke, it's 7,596,332 <laughs> <laughs> or 19. <laughs> Whatever it is, in this time, in this moment, it's Ergo. I'm Kiss. I'm Dame. What's up? How are you, uh, how are you feeling in this new year, Damon? I'm tired. I am an adult now because the holidays is not a vacation. It now <laughs> means work. There's other work I have to do. But excited. Our family has brought a new baby into the world. So shout out to Christiana. Uh, and at, at the time of us recording this, he is not yet named. We're having our naming ceremony on Saturday. Damn, leaving him in suspense. Yeah, he's just baby right now. Is this the first guest we've had who's had a baby? Like, since they were on the show? I can't hmm. think of anybody else. Hmm, is Christiana the only Ergo alum baby? Ergo listeners, go ahead and uh, go do some of that trivia. Stalk everybody's page. If anybody's see, had a kid. See who's had a baby since. And uh, if you have had a kid since then and you've been on the show. What's up? Wake up from your nap. Hopefully you're getting some sleep. Shout and, out uh, to your baby. <laughs> shout out to the baby. <laughs> We've gone four generations uh-huh. now. Shout out to all the babies. What we do here besides shout out babies is uh, showcase the folks reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and creative. We have a wonderful guest here mm-hmm. to kick off the year. She is a brilliant photographer and graphic designer and artist and has done a whole bunch of stuff. Swopes, Swopes is our is guest here. today. Swopes is here. We had a dope conversation about, you know, personal growth, uh, what communal accountability might look like, you know. And being someone with uh, the dirty word clout. Yeah, yeah. What does it look like to be a, a somewhat reformed socialite? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Twitter bio, reformed socialite. But it's a great conversation. Um, you can follow us at Ergo Radio. Donate to us on PayPal, Patreon. Uh, We got a whole bunch of exciting new things in the works. So if you want to get in at the ground level, now would be the time. But uh, without further ado, let's get to this conversation with Swopes. Let's get it. Yeah. We have a very special guest in the building with us here. Ooh, with the headphones on, it sounds like a real show. (laughs) And you get to listen and be on it at the same time. Wow. Uh, She is a photographer, visual artist, uh, many other things, including we'll we'll get into a a previous rap career. I always love past rap stories, uh, and I'm just really excited to get to know you a little bit, folks. Swopes is here. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. Hey, hi guys. Hey, Thanks for what's having up? me. Oh, of man, course, thank you for thank you. for being had. Oh my gosh, we I love you that. Coming this way. <laughs> first conversation of the new year. Look at that. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, it yeah, actually it genuinely is the first. Yep. The first 20, 2019 is what they mm-hmm. say this is. Twenty nineteen is going to be good. I I I, I, I accept that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. It's promised. I'm projecting that that affirm. It's been manifested. Reality. Oh, it's been manifested. It's been manifested. All right. Well, if it's been manifested, then we got nothing to worry about. <laughs> but you manifest it. Just we sit can back go and relax. Home. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually, you know, that kind of feeds into uh, a tradition we have here. We like to start these conversations with a two part question. So mm-hmm. in this time, so that can be. You know, this first week of this new year, but you can define time anyway. So this this day, this season, this hour, this lifetime, how is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? Mm. I am being treated very kindly mm. by the world right now. Um, as far as like, like Mother Earth kind, good, and humankind, good as well. I don't have... Uh, any like ailments or any drama, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think 
for me right now, I'm just all in like a personal space of growth mm-hmm. and like realization and mindfulness and awareness. And I think within that allows me to almost inspire other people to just be mindful in themselves. I'm not much, although I, I've been doing these like uh, morning quotes every single day where they're just basic, you know, pi- positive affirmations and stuff like that. And they're not corny. They're not whatever. They're just like things that I think of in the morning that I need personally. Yeah. Now, what I know is that I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I think my giving back is just sharing myself authentically and just my my personal growth. And within that, without having to be like, you guys need to change. You need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. It's more like, they're seeing my growth and my change just as an example. And I think mm. within that, I'm actually making a positive a positive change within mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's start with the, with the quotes. Let's, we, obviously, let's not go through all of them, but what's one idea or sentence or phrase that right now is really resonating for you? Um, what did I, what was my one today? My... I get, my memory is like horrible. I smoke too much weed. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Thank you for being quite honest. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I, I even just got my medical card too. And wow. How'd that process go? The process was not that hard. I mean, okay. granted, I went into the process thinking, okay, I know that they just opened it up for people because you have to have like some serious yeah. diseases and, and, and illnesses and to to even be considered for it. And mm-hmm. they just opened it up to people who have PTSD mm-hmm. and… um. I think people who are like schizophrenic or whatever, and there's just different types of uh, mental illnesses that they've added. Mm. And um, so I was like, oh, you know, maybe I have PTSD. I might, I'm going to just try to like get in and see what's <laughs> Check good. Check this PTSD and, box. You know what I'm saying? Because, and then even before like the doctor appointment, I was thinking, I was like, how am I just going to fake this? How am I going to do this? Like, yeah. what am I, what happened to me? Like nothing, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I get to the appointment, right? I'm by a the black end woman it, in America. Did you just listen? <laughs> by the, the end of it, I was crying because she's mm. like, "You have PTSD." Like I was like, "What?" <laughs> There's so much shit that I think that I didn't realize yeah. that I had been through as like a child. Like nothing too tragic, but just like just growth and changes and just like the environment of the world and how I I I act on a daily basis of going out and how mm-hmm. I interact with people and stuff. Like I have a fear of of a genuine PTSD yeah. situation, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You." have PTSD. And I was like, well, that was easy. (laughs) And very, very difficult. Right. Exactly. So I had like a genuine realization. I was like, I think I've been self-medicating, but with the wrong type of like marijuana. Hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. at this point now I'm like, I really genuinely want to get educated on that. Yeah. Like the Mm -hmm. science of it, like the, the benefits and, and what the actual one that, that will help me and make me the best creative I can be, Mm -hmm. the best person I can be. And Maybe get rid of some pain without having to do a leave or Tylenol or yeah. none of that nasty shit, you know? It's yeah. wild once you open that door to the thing. You're like, I'm I'm fine. And that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's not true that you're fine. <laughs> but then all of those other things that inform you and for better or worse, like you just carry around with you every yeah. day. You start unpacking them and opening them up. And then yeah. it's a whole you're like, I, I thought I went in here for for a week or I got some other questions to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and that's super I don't want to get too deep into that rabbit hole, but I think that's something I would love to have more conversation about is the normalization of dependency mm-hmm. on, on, on marijuana and THC mm-hmm. without any type of like biological chemistry based right. understanding of yeah. the plant and of the chemical. Cause you know, personally I've probably smoked almost every day for the last eight years. Oh, every, I mean all day, every day, you know, and, and, be, and it was also in the time where it was be, like with social media, it was becoming right. more like, 
normalized and I think it has Wiz Khalifa right, was just right, was right, like, right, was right, 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 right when I was getting to college. So right. we, we've masked a lot, I think, over this last yeah. decade yeah. with the normalization. Uh, but you don't have to speak personally, but from that process, I think that that's uh, really valuable because mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder, is, is, is yeah. disorder syndrome, yes. um, is, is a like fluid, very like yes. common thing that it's, we don't really have yeah. a language for. So what did you learn maybe not about your own, but about trauma as a concept from, from I think we all have our own trauma. I mm-hmm. think we all, maybe it's from the news, maybe it's from personal life, maybe it's from childhood, maybe it's from adulthood, maybe it's middle, teen, whatever. We all mm-hmm. have some type of trauma that we're all trying to like at least heal and figure out and just like talk ourselves through. And until we get to a point, because I've, I mean, I think what I realized my problem was growing up was I was always trying to self-medicate. Mm-hmm. I had addiction problems to pills, mm. alcohol, mm. like just going out, people, yeah. just like outside things that weren't going to fulfill me. And it wasn't until like last year and the year before that where I was just like, okay, because what had happened is I had fell so low that I was like, I can't hmm. really go any lower than this. So mm. I had to really either pick myself up or just pretty much die probably, to yeah, be quite yeah. honest with you. So it was it was a, it was a self like induced realization I was like I need to do something or nothing is going to happen I want to put a pin I want to go deeper into that realization because that sounds like a powerful moment but real quick I want to get a communal definition on trauma because I feel like that is a word Mm -hmm. that we just throw around and more and more and better like that's good we can't generalize it it's difficult but what does it mean what does it mean to you what does it mean to you kiss Um, I'll give it a shot first I don't have a very clear answer I would say it's I think about it kind of like scar tissue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have like a physical injury, the wound might heal, but you have kind of this like hardened, uh, right. very dense pain underneath that. Like mm-hmm. it might not hurt day to day. Right. It might present like, you know, when it rains out, that part hurts right, or whatever. Right, right. But then in order to actually heal from it, you have to break it mm-hmm. all the way through and like open up that scar tissue. And that's incredibly that's very painful. Like, mm-hmm. uh, doctor of you. Mm-hmm. I uh, mm-hmm. med- med- Medical. Talk to my uncle. He's a hair replacement yeah. doctor. He's got all, <laughs> kinds of, all kinds of gems <laughs> for you. What do you think? What, what How do you define it for you? you? I mean, I agree on it. that. I think that was a really great explanation. Um, mm. I think trauma is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. The scale is so large. I mean, some people's is very small, but that doesn't diminish what their trauma is to themselves. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that everyone's perspective of pain is different than each other's because our resistance is based on our experience, Mm -hmm. you know? So we can't just assume that, you know, someone's a sissy or something or whatever because their problems are less than ours. So, um, from that perspective, I think trauma is just very wide range. Mm-hmm. My trauma is more like, um, I don't know. I think it was just me not making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. My trauma was not like anything that my parents did necessarily or like anything like that. It was just like me making wrong decisions growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. How do you How define it? it? Yeah. For, for me… Forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's big. Yeah. For, for me, trauma is it's, it's more of a process than an absolute mm-hmm. event. I think right. so often, I think that's kind of what you exactly. were just saying. Exactly, it's a process. Is, is that it, 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 what is important for us as like a society to start recognizing as we are gaining this mm-hmm. language is that it's relative, right? So trauma is not an injury in itself. Trauma is the inability to like naturally cope 
with an mm-hmm. injury, right? right? So the difference between I've cut my arm and it's going to back to the scar tissue, it's going to, you know, scab up and heal, or I cut my arm and now I need stitches, or right, I cut my arm right. and now it needs to be amputated, right? right? right. And, and so that's the physical, but on, in the social, emotional l- landscape, mm-hmm. different injuries people can cope with differently. And so it is, it right. is the process of something that is yeah. too much to cope with. And that's kind of our day-to-day. It doesn't right. even have to be something you experience directly. It can be you absorbing or interacting with someone else experiencing a tragedy or experiencing yes. harm. If you're one of them young empaths out here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even – I think my biggest thing – a lot of people were asking me, like, how was your Christmas? What did you do for Christmas? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like – my biggest thing, I think, this Christmas was realizing how much loss people have. And, mm. and while I'm celebrating with people, like, um, just realizing the people that they lost in that year and who they weren't celebrating with again and feeling their pain more than anything. Yeah. And that was… But then also through that, trying to really take the time to my own family and appreciate them while they're here too, you know? So yeah. it was it was kind of like a… Just a kind, not sad, but it's just the holidays are is is are are a pretty interesting wake up call. Yeah, and do with yeah. some of that reflection. Let's go back mm-hmm. to the pin. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, this is an yeah, important yeah. thing because you you know I we don't know each other personally until mm-hmm. today. Um, right. <laughs> but I obviously like know your work, and uh, I know you're like in for for like what a turn like in the mix. Like you're out, you're doing things. You are indeed in the mix. That's a I'm good in term. The mix. That's in the a mix. fair term. In yeah. the mix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't need a better term. <laughs> <laughs> And I think sometimes, uh, you know, kind of like we were talking about the the times where, like, the quote cool spaces emerge are often when we're like in our early twenties, and and if you're in the mix, that means you're in places that may be quote cool, but might not necessarily be healthy, uh, su- healthy or sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, rather than be like, what was your body? Like, what's a lesson that you know now that you wish you had known four years ago? Don't do drugs. Um, I don't know there was like a huge Xanax like craze in 2015 Uh, and I feel like everyone was like addicted to Xanax for like a little bit I mean not everybody everybody Mm -hmm. but like mostly like there was mass dependency my my uncle the hair replacement doctor was not Shout out to Scott. Shout out to him. <laughs> he sent me some really n- a nice like Lululemon top this winter. I'm what? really happy. Yeah, Lululemon's yeah. expensive. I know. I'm rocking nice. that Lulu. Ooh, you better yeah, I know. <laughs> shout out to Scott. Shout out to That's him. how you get a shout out on the podcast, by the way. Ooh, give send me expensive lemon. clothes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Any expensive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll take yeah. what I can get. I respect that. But yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe like don't. Maybe it's it's not. We can't stand no, on. Don't, just, don't do drugs. But like, I also think my thing too is like. Focus on your personal growth and read more mm. and don't like look for outside like I don't know. It's just I think the old me was she was smart. She was cool. You know, she knew what she was doing. She was the same person I am now, right. but just like cared about what people thought more mm-hmm. and cared about like like how people perceived her as like a socialite. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't think you have to like go out and hang out with like all the popular people or like whatever, you mm-hmm. know, or like all the rappers or all the other people who are like, Fuck you know, rappers. whatever. No. Like, you know, <laughs> but please come you on. You know, our show. there's like a point where you when you're in your twenties where you just yeah. like go out and you want to sit at like the table. Yeah, you want to be, be you know, room. have the you know, you yeah, want to yeah. do that stuff. You want to be backstage at the shows and stuff. Uh-huh. But like that comes with a price. Like, I mean you can't can be back there and be super cool and do your job 
You gotta right. have a job back. If there. you have a role, but if you're just like back there, like whatever, like idle hands are of the devil. Like I, hmm. I like to say. So hmm. like, if you're just like bored, I don't know. There's just like there's not much to do unless you have a, a purpose. And I don't think I had a purpose. So hmm. just have a purpose. You know. Yeah. The way the way I think about it is when you're when you haven't gotten access to the room, it's very easy to want to get in the room. But then right. the lesson that you learn when you get in the room is that man, this room. Sometimes it's fun, fun. <laughs> but usually the room's not Sometimes. that great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends on who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. But other times you learn the hard way, I think. For me, I just, you I, you learn like what you're not before you learn what you are. Hmm. And that's why I'm okay with like my past. And like, yeah. that's what, like, I knew when I grew is when I was like, oh, that was all for a reason. Hmm. You know? I, I, it, I do want to like place it a little bit more because I don't want to, you don't have to go too deep into like yeah. your, as much or the, as little the as the depths of your, of your soul. But, <laughs> I, but in you naming, in you naming kind of this transition from like relying on external stimuli mm-hmm. to, to you saying that, you know, whether it's chemical or whether it's social and right. emotional, right? Like that is something I'm seeking to feel Mm-hmm. avoid or or to right. not even feel a void but to feel a certain Something, type of way happiness right uh, and then you said at some point like you looked within mm-hmm. and and I hear that being named as like a point of power yes right yeah. and and, and res- responsibility to self I became mindful yeah, and so, aware so, so self aware do, do you I know it didn't happen in like one snap of a moment it almost feels like it did because it? It? This is so, it's almost been like a year two years almost <laughs> but it's it time goes by quick. Yeah, like when you but all you have to do is decide to that change and be consistent. But I mean it it wasn't overnight for sure. Uh, what I started doing was just like writing a lot. Mm-hmm. I started writing every morning, every night. I started writing like three positive things in the day and then three positive things in the night and just being really consistent about that and like making sure that positivity was being ingrained in my brain. Like because mm-hmm. what I realized is I was stuck in a negative loop. Hmm. I know it's like kind of hard to explain, but I just I just felt negative all the time. I felt mm-hmm. judgmental. And I read this another book about judgment on how like your judgments have everything to do with your self-esteem. And mm-hmm. once I was like in totally agreement with that, that's when I was like, I stopped judging people. Yeah. And even though like everyone's gonna judge people, like you can't just stop being judgmental. It's, right. Your mind is always problem solving and thinking of things. So I think now when I judge people and and find something negative, I think about like, why do I feel that way? Why am I like, what am I lacking Mm -hmm. that they have that I clearly am? It's all that projection. Yeah. What's the name of the book for those who are? Uh, Judgment Detox. Okay. And then I also read The Power of Now, which a ton Uh of people know. Like, it's just the basic, like, Bible of. Yeah. positivity you know and it's just like so you want to be mindful <laughs> here you go, <laughs> here you go. exactly yeah. that's the basic you know so yeah so you, you're writing these positive things and you're the the like dedication and consistency on that it sounds like was important had you been someone who had written things in the past where you were did you consider yourself a writer someone who benefited from putting words down on paper mm, growing up in my english classes uh-huh. i was always told i was a decent writer but I never really, like, cared about it too mm-hmm. much. Um, it wasn't until I started, like, just really writing on purpose every day to make sure that I was, like, keeping on that positivity yeah. that I started realizing how important it was. Mm-hmm. And then also, in turn, doing those morning positivity reminders, those are also reminders to myself to right. stay mm-hmm. on top of that note for the day mm-hmm. you know? yeah i need those just as much as everybody else mm-hmm. needs them <laughs> people will send me dms like all the time and they're like 
your quotes help me every single day. I look forward to them every single day. I'm like, who are you telling? If I don't write one in the day, I'm like, at least I, I mean, I meditate in the morning and I work out as much as I can. I try to like drink as much water. I try to drink at least two or three of these a day. Like I, I try to throw like a lemon in there or something. What's that? Okay. That's 32? Yeah, 33. Yeah. But who's right? counting, you know? Who's me, counting? Me. Some days I lack, though. It's not perfect, though. Some days I right. might not even drink any water because I'm just, like, uh, on go mode. Like, I'm just working. Just Eddie knows. Like he, My manager, Eddie. Shout out to Shout Eddie, out. Eddie in the Eddie's room. Right cool. Here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He'll be like, did you eat today? And I'm just like, Ooh. uh… Yeah, but he'll know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working at tons. So that's a good reason to have me. a manager. Yeah, that's worth it all. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about the quotes, and one thing that feels kind of um, like complimentary to that that I've really appreciated about your work mm-hmm. is the the sunrise photos. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, like, how, how do you envision that series, and like, what role? How did it come together? Oh man, I think <laughs> I was looking out the window every single morning for a month. And one day I just looked out again and I was like, I should probably take a picture of this. <laughs> <laughs> my view from my apartment's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So um, That's an understatement. It's a beautiful view. It's, so. <laughs> yeah. It's not… It's one of the best I've had. I mean, I, I to be quite honest, I try to go for an apartment that has a good view because some days I don't feel like going outside or don't do anything and I'm just stuck in working or editing yeah. or doing something. And it's nice to just be able to like look outside and look out my window and find something that inspires me that that will do something. So um but the the daily sunrise was after like a year I had lived there already and I was hmm. just like why am I wasting this beautiful view on like um just I don't know. I mean I guess it's not a waste to your eyes, but I felt like I had to share it. So I yeah. posted the first one and then I was also in in that same time when I started the sunrises doing the daily like writing mm-hmm. yeah. and also like the readings. And the meditating I just started. And I also started doing working out, like working out in the morning too. And it was just like this. It just felt like like a just a rebirth or something. I don't know. It just felt like it, but it was also, you know, to be quite honest, it was also a responsibility factor. Cause if everyone was expecting me right. to take a sunrise photo every day, then I had to wake up. So when I had to wake <laughs> up and people were expecting and looking forward to these things, and I was like, Now you're up. All right, summer. now I'm up. So now, but now I wake up. I don't even need an alarm anymore. I just wake up at like 6 a.m., 5. It depends well, on the, when the sunrise is right. because it changes all through the year. Mm-hmm, so right. right now it's up at like 7, yeah. which is pretty late. Right. But once it comes back to like the summer, it comes up at like 5.45, 6. I just assumed you were crazy. working with like a self-timer type situation. No, I wake up no, every single day got, and I shoot it with my phone. You just got the sundial at the yeah. crib. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's apps too that will like tell you yeah. like what time the sunrise will come up. Uh-huh. So I have to like kind of see. And if I feel like sleeping in, I'll sleep in. Sunrise light is the best. It's such a even more than sunset, especially in Chicago because you get it over the lake. But yeah, it, I I am almost never up at sunrise, and I'm always happy when I am. Yeah, it's so, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a an ode to life. Like every day is different. It might not be perfect. It might not be the most beautiful, but it's it's there and it's every day. And, and then it looks up. different. Yeah. 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 This is super dope. Over, over the course of we us doing the show, I've become uh, or I have the the intention to become much more focused on processes than like outcomes and results. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I hear you saying is, you know, almost for a point of your personal well-being and your health, you started, you know, 
implementing these practices that have become process that seem like just for getting you straight and like some of it because of how you interact with the world you have put out. Uh, but I think, you know, it, it obviously will affect your creative output mm-hmm. in terms of what you do in the future. But this time, I think you've named it as like the last year, 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you documenting or archiving this process that has been, you know, important in terms of your growth and, and transformation? And is there is there like a wall between what the world can engage with and what you, you keep for you? Mm. No, I mean, I, I'm pretty open about it all, word, really, word. to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, I let people in on like <laughs> how often I meditate. I'll be like, good morning, right when I wake up. I mean, there's a certain period of time in the morning where where I, I will... And a lot of people will be like, oh, don't open your phone in the morning and whatever. I like to just open my phone right away. And I'll scroll through Twitter, see mm-hmm. my updates, mentions, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what I'll feed on for the day. How's mm-hmm. the world feeling? What's going on? Whatever. So after that, I'll go meditate or work out, depending on like when my session is or if I'm doing it by myself. And then after that... Um, I'll read a little bit and then I'll write like my daily morning quotes. And then in between there, I'm like shooting the sunrise. It changes a lot in in the morning because sometimes I'll shoot it like at one point and then it'll be decent. But then like 30 minutes later, maybe it'll be like completely different. Mm -hmm. So I want to shoot it again. So you kind of have to like sit around a little bit, but also do other stuff while Mm -hmm. it happens. Um, And then I'll edit them. Then I record it after then. And then after that recording, I'll probably edit a picture for post because I like to post by like 9 a.m. Hopefully. Sometimes I don't get it done by then because sometimes I have days where I just like struggle writing. I just don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the consistency and the, you know, I I get that like no matter what it is, if you have to do it every day, that keeps Mm -hmm. you honest and it keeps you on your thing. I think we should talk a little bit about, you know, we're 20 minutes, like what it is you actually do. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, I've been… I've really appreciated and have enjoyed watching your work and and the the bits that have been out that that you share. It it like it's such an interesting way of viewing the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, kind of the framework of the show is people reshaping and reimagining what the city could look like. And you yeah. are quite literally doing that. <laughs> um, and one of the things that we've heard from people over and over again, you know, for people who are organizers or lead protests, that the streets that they walk down now they see when they march there or you know, we talked to a graffiti artist who, like, sees a street and they see the time that they tag that wall. For you, because you're doing, you know, this very um, dynamic, you know, combination of in the world and then also in your brain mm-hmm. and then putting that together. What are some ways that you think the way you see the city has changed as you've really built your craft? Um, as I've grown, how has the city grown? Or how have you seen the city? How do you see the city differently now that what you do every day is like retouch and reimagine yeah. and redirect the way the city looks? You know what? I think initially when I first started doing the Instagram edits, mm-hmm. um, because I mean, I've been creating and designing since I was like nine or 10 years old mm-hmm. on the di- on computers. Yeah. Um, I thought I could paint and do like pastels <laughs> pretty well, but then that kind of fell off. I try to do it now. And it's at, at that young age, did you just find it? Did, was there a program? Did somebody put you, this, sit you down and make you do it? No, nobody sat me down. I just was so interested in myself. There was this program called Kid Picks mm. on like the old Mac computers, okay. those big blue ones. The ones with the, with the curved yeah. back that had Cro-Mag Rally built in. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> so 
So I was playing on that a lot, just mm-hmm. making stuff. And then my dad kind of um, saw that I was really interested because I was also like downloading like illegal programs and stuff on the computers eventually. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up buying me my own computer and it had like Photoshop in it and Illustrator and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he kind of like was definitely an inspiration behind pushing me. Shout out to, to Pops. Care. Shout out to Pops. My dad's a teacher. So he's just uh, always been super just… What were you downloading illegally? I don't want to skip past um, statute I'm of limitations. Sure is up. I'm pretty sure it's like Photoshop or okay. Corel Paint or whatever. And are you lime wiring this? Are we torrenting this? What are we working with here? I don't know what they were doing. I'm pretty sure it was lime wire then. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was. Lime. I mean, I was I was all about lime wire. Lime wire was an era. I just I don't think I was ever Napster though. No, like, no, I don't no, think no. I ever I think did we're that. A little too young for yeah, Napster. yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I was. I downloaded almost every episode of the sitcom Scrubs off of LimeWire. This is good. And I would search them all. And the thing that would always get me, there'd be one episode, I'd be like, oh, finally there's a result for it. <laughs> and it was always the TLC song, No Scrubs. That <laughs> so I became very acquainted with that, that song. That's so funny. When I first started trying to get like movies, to TV, like, <laughs> yes. I can't remember what movie it was. But they just used the cover, uh-huh. and it was like porn. Oh, it always is something else that it's not. Just like, <laughs> and then well, it also takes like three days to download, and then uh-huh. you can't even preview it or anything Ooh. to know that you got it. I would like, keep my la- I would keep the computer open overnight <laughs> yes. while I sleep. You know, let yes. the process work. That was something I shouldn't have learned. That was <laughs> that was the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I learned to do that by mistake. I was like, oh, so I could I could try to do this. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you your your dad gives you these these programs. You're starting to mess yeah. with it. Um, and and what were you? What kind of images were you making? What were the? Was it landscape? What were you drawn to initially? Mm, it was just like like pixel designs and like website designs. And, mm-hmm. Um, that was really like I was I was teaching myself HTMLs, CSS. All kinds of stuff. So wow. that bring, br- brought me into like the MySpace days when I was in like mm. middle school-ish, I think like m- maybe early high school. And people would like buy MySpace layouts for me. So that was like mm. my first business. Like, hey, I'm doing this. That was a hustle. Uh, <laughs> That's a good hustle. It's a pretty good hustle. It's a pretty decent hustle. Um, but then MySpace kind of fell off. And then I think I started doing like album covers for people in the mm. city for different like music artists. Mm. Um, Any and memorable then, ones that like still… Um, Make your eye twinkle when you see it. No, I think I remember doing like a flyer for like Wiz Khalifa or something. Like that was just one time. And it was just all small stuff. Like I just really wasn't that great. But it was, you know, it was just stuff that I would probably do for free or things to do for experience. I was also in college at Columbia too. Uh. So it was just, I mean, I was there for one year though it was not add another one to the board yeah, another we, columbia well, college attendee was, well i went for a year and then i dropped out for four years and then i went back again and then dropped out again so wow so you just, doubled <laughs> up you're our first yeah. two yeah. times that's pretty good <laughs> well i have one semester left i want to finish you know what i want them to do i want them to give me life credit you're I hoping for like an honorary yeah, yeah they gave that to somebody else that i know but they got a grammy so i don't know what the grammy equivalent <laughs> of what the what i do is but i need it Mm-hmm. I feel like if, we, if you just storm their office enough times, just call every day. The same way, like add that to your morning routine. Mm-hmm. Call Columbia, ask them for a degree, <laughs> do your picture of the day, do the whole thing. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my high school principal <laughs> got an honorary doctorate from a college that only gives associate degrees. Wow. And, uh, and she demanded that everyone call her Dr. Reedy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so maybe don't go that far. Oh, Dr. Reedy. So, you, so you're… <laughs> <laughs> she was terrible. Yeah, we, she that's a different terrible. podcast, yeah. but so you're 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 starting to engage, do kind of this, you know, the way you were talking earlier about being in 
the room and not having a role. It sounds like these are like some first ways to contribute to the scene mm-hmm. and contribute to uh, other artists mm-hmm. doing and, things. And then I lost my way. Uh, what? So let's I talk about. I love. Way. This is let's, such an interesting. Let's, you like, <laughs> let's take that time. You have such a clear narrative arc. That you made. <laughs> what does losing your way mean? Um, I stopped doing art and I just started just like partying. I was also a, I was an assistant to a DJ and that's kind of like I mean I wasn't like partying crazy. I wasn't doing like crazy shit or mm-hmm. anything, but I was just like not doing anything that was like furthering my career of like mm-hmm. who I wanted to be. Like I didn't think I really knew who I wanted to be. As much as I I loved like art and like design and stuff, I don't think that it fit into who like I was at that moment. Hmm. You were just in the mix for the mix sake. In the mix. I was in the mix for the mix sake. Yeah. But it was fun. It was a fun mix. It wasn't that bad. Right. And so how long of being in the mix for mix sake did it take do you think for it I to made feel music. So let's start. Let's hey. this is a perfect right, 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 back out. So yeah, swoops wraps. When I told Dame that we were having you on, uh, there was a a YouTube video pulled up. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, drugs? Which was the track? Probably you remember the, what it was? The, the, uh, me and Suli. The, yeah, the yeah. dope track. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Love that. Track. <laughs> Shout out to to Suli. He. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've mentioned him before. Suli's here, but the best. For those who don't know, who. Suli is he is he still officially Suleiman? Yeah. Suleiman, he's a, a a treated crew. Yeah. You know, ambassador, dope MC. Dude is all around just genius. Yeah. He's a writer, curator, creative. He did a few blogs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can so, fold him. He's always song. making music too. Always yeah, yeah, driving music. Yeah, yeah. And he's a sweetheart too. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Do you ever watch videos of you rapping from back in yeah. the day? So what I like about you is that you are just seem very like unembarrassed of these different people. You're like, I've grown. I'm at this next stage, but like, right. this is who I am and I accept the different parts of me. It's a good well, thing to do. That's just taken time, like I said. You know, it's yeah. just taken acceptance and forgiveness for myself. But also, I really have not been that crazy. Right. Nothing, I'm not saying you should be embarrassed. <laughs> no, no, no. Back. I mean, no. I mean, granted, uh, I mean, I think about it, I'm like, I could have easily died on many occasions mm. just mm. by being dumb and whatever. But like, I think in the grand scheme of things, like the embarrassment factor, I think is the biggest is just like being like fucked up beyond belief and not remembering like anything, mm. you know, like that's mm. not fun. Like having an entire almost year of your life where you're just like, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't like that. We were, Rosie and I were talking, my girlfriend were talking about like how kind of the, just getting getting a more nuanced understanding of what it means to be. Wow, this is feeling like a little like PSA, like don't do <laughs> but like a more nuanced understanding of what does it mean to be drunk and like being blacked out being the metric of like I was too drunk. But there's so many mm-hmm. steps before that, and I think about like that is so. Maybe we're just getting older and can see the like the context of it, but like that being like the metric of a point of not pride, but like I went to that, yeah. like I pushed to that extreme. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a really, it's a scary thing. I mean, yeah. you know, when New Year's just passing, like I kind of, I mean, I felt that reflection. I'm like, oh man, I don't need to get, no, that, like not even, I don't even think about getting that drunk. Yeah. Like, and I remember being younger, like right. I, I could probably get drunker. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like test I feel my like it's, it's interesting that, well, my, I mean, my issues were, I was like mixing alcohol mm. with, Xanax yeah. or like yeah. blow or whatever, yeah, like yeah, horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. things that the just are not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just not smart and you just are weird and you're like tweaky and you're just like, hmm. you know. Um, but I think even now, like just 
alcohol in general, just simply, I wanted to kind of like quit it this year, but I'm just like, I don't really drink it like that. So I don't need to like quit it. it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, But thinking back then, like when I used to get wasted, like I remember this one time, like, and I think it was like when I was in college and I just came back home from like where I grew up and it was like this party and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like be cool again. And like, everyone's going to remember Swopes, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I <laughs> you remember the name, man. And I just was like, I don't know. I just had some like burnettes or something, you know, like a, this like vodka that was just uh, like cheap. And I like, uh, I, I'm telling you, I went into the party being like, I'm going to have a great time. And I don't think that I knew that I was going to get so wasted, like yeah. beyond belief. And I just, I just remember just this bottle, taking the last shot and that was it. Woke up in the morning and I was just like on this bean bag, just like, like what happened? <laughs> you know, like it was just crazy. If I think the, that was the most wasted I've ever been. If the last name on your vodka is an American name, you're drinking bad vodka. Yes. Oh, but it's like, do we one. go into these situations being like, I'm going to get like horribly wasted. Like I want to feel terrible tomorrow. Right. Like, but we know that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's such now a strange, do. right. But, but I knew it's then. Like, I knew why? it would be. Right. I think we handled it better. Because right. now the older we get, it's just like, oh my God, this hurts. I had, this is part of the conversation. <laughs> no, one cocktail could give you a hangover these hurts. days. The, uh, yes. So, yes. so, but the, I had this metaphor of, um, like your your body could handle it better then because like your liver hadn't been through so much shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And now like I imagine there's just like a team of coal miners in my liver <laughs> where they're like working through the holiday. They're tired. They're just so they're like, come on. Your liver has black lung. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like there's like a lot of um, bu- budgeting, burgeoning, blossoming. I don't know. New wisdom. Mm hmm. That, that I hear you kind of uh, expressing. And so I want to like take that and look back at these spaces that I think you've named both like the physical mix, the social spaces that you're into. But also I think it's interesting that, you know, you have been so um, successful or prominent in the digital abstract space, mm-hmm. but you were also creating in that space. Right. So mm-hmm. we were talking before you got here is that a lot of people who like are on social media or have IG clout if we want to use the forbidden mm-hmm. word um, <laughs> clout <laughs> are just on there to be there right and, yeah. and, and there's not a lot of it's interesting there's a lot of selfies all and the a time. lot of portraits of mm-hmm. people and themselves mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. outfits no one's like creating things. right right and so, so and it goes to that contribute the what's your role in the room right. so the overlap over those two spaces of the mix right mm-hmm. whether it be the the physical social or the the digital social um as you've grown, as you've become more self-reliant, as you have named this new power that you are, are are transitioning into, what do you see about the mix now? Does it look different in any type of clear-cut ways? We want to know because we are mix adjacent. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I've had access, I've had access to the mix. We've dipped some toes is in the this, mix. What kind of mi- this is the Instagram mix? Well, not, not the that, Instagram that mix. That's no, no. a different mix. That's what I'm saying for you. The intersection of all of these mixes that you have that you have. Engaged. Just my life mix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or like to get more, how do you keep the lessons that you learned from from the Chicago Maybe I'll stop speaking in quote, code. (laughs) Explain my question for real. I love it. We work well. (laughs) Like what have you learned from coming to this point in reference to the Chicago mix that Mm -hmm. is helping you stay grounded or, or shaping the way that you're moving in this like very, can be very vapid Instagram mix? Right. Well, I mean, the Instagram stuff was unknown to everybody in Chicago Mm -hmm. for quite some time. I remember posting on Instagram and sharing it with people and they were like, what is Instagram? You know, (laughs) like that's kind of crazy. So, I mean, it was more like, how do I mix Instagram with like 
the Chicago mix. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, how was that going to play off? And I think um, it was interesting because there's like this weird like celebrity factor when it comes to Instagram, when they see like a lot of followers and stuff and they mm-hmm. think you're like of some importance, but I'm just like a regular ass person. And I really just don't really like trust many people and don't really like many people. And I know when people come up to me and they're just trying to take a selfie for like selfie purposes, yeah. they don't even... You know, like, I don't know, weird shit like that. So I think I kind of got lost in, like, this, like, like, I, I I don't know. It was, like, cool to do all the fun stuff, get all the gigs, travel, do all that stuff. But it was also, like, hanging out with people when you got there and doing, right. you know, whatever. There's no such thing as a free stay, trip. <laughs> right. But also, like, um, you got to do work, you know, and then you got to stay awake. And that was, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's when the Xanax came into play. Yeah. And that was when the Adderall mm-hmm. came into play or, you yeah. know, those types of things. So you're trying to, like, stay on top of your shit, but also, like, going out and doing all these things. You're just, like, your health falls to the wayside. And my health was, like, complete shit, like, hmm. coming up. So I think my, like, balance between the two was not working out too yeah. well until I was, like, you know, in the last few years, it's like, okay, let me just really like find what I need within me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when everything from the outside started working. And it's it's tough also, not only when it's what feels cool, but it's also like, this is how you pay your bills. And yeah. we've been trying to talk it about money is. a little bit more, right? Like, <laughs> it's one thing to say, I'm going to turn down this this trip or this access because I don't need that. I don't, I don't need to be in that mix. But it's right. another thing where it's like, oh, I need to be in that mix to pay my bills and this is mm-hmm. this is what I do. So how have you reshaped your like creative and professional ambitions to match up more with what you now know you need in order to be okay? Right. Um I realize I don't have to go out. I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is literally just like mind my business and work and create. Um yeah. there's really not much more to it and just like work out and drink water and make sure that when I show up to something, I can do it in the best way possible. Make Mm -hmm. sure that I'm staying creative. Make sure that I'm like on top of my stuff. I can't wake up in the morning and, um, you know, do things like this or, you know, write my to-do list or run my errands or shoot a a big project without having a point of like health, of good health. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that was like the biggest thing is just, I don't know, just just making sure that, you know, health came first. Yeah. So that's that's my whole shit right now. I'm super. Yeah. F- Damon's been smoothieing for months. I, I've been I've been real big on the it's health hard. kick. Not just hard. not just in the physical, but also environmentally, right? right? And so let's like play, because uh, I feel like you've learned so much. Like let's mm-hmm. like kind of like play God for a little bit, right? I, I like that. I think I think God. Let me tell you something. Okay, too, what let's, happened let's to talk, me last let's year? Let's talk about your what happened game. to you last year. I found God. Mm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? God. What I realized was not like the religious God. God is right now. God is presence, and God is like that good, warm energy that I feel inside of me. And once I was like done being like God, like you guys don't, believe, you don't know God doesn't exist. God, this God. I was mm-hmm. being so like negative about it because mm-hmm. I was so like in a, in a weird place where I was like, I haven't found it. Like, I don't know what, what people are talking about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I like had to like think about it. I was like, actually, I know what that is. And it's not what everybody else is saying. It's mm-hmm. mine. You yeah. know? And then I found that. And mm-hmm. I think that's what like shifted everything for me. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. And so do you think that that was, <laughs> so was that the, that understanding was the catalyst for the other changes or the other changes no, made it, was, it possible? It, that, to all those like other changes made that. it possible for me to be open to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. So let, let's, let's stay there and let's, 
either in both ways, in like the traditional, the ones we used to wag our fingers at, like God is some puppet master, but also from the internal like spiritual wholeness that I think you say you found, what would it look like? How do we reshape those spaces to be more healthy? Because I don't think it was an isolated thing that you were experiencing these patterns in those spaces. Mm -hmm. I think there is issue with the design and like the Mm -hmm. consciousness that we bring to our social life Mm -hmm. that like fosters these unhealthy habits. How can we reshape some of those dynamics? If you were to like Photoshop the cool kids room. Ah, if you were to like be able to literally design it. (laughs) Uh, Make people accountable for the bad things that they do. Uh. I think people are... are like way too forgiving of like people who are in high places mm-hmm. who, like are abusers or they're like thieves or they're just like horrible shitty people mm-hmm. like right. I think a lot of people who are like brothers or sisters to each other not blood necessarily but they just like back each other up which I think is just detrimental to the entire community and mm-hmm. I think that if you love someone you should hold them accountable for the things that they do so I think that's something that I think we hmm. have to do is make people accountable for their actions, make them accountable for just their personal growth and making sure that they're like doing what they need to do to better themselves. Because like I said, I think the only way we can make other people better is if we're better ourselves. Yeah. And there's a difference between like loyalty and loving someone. Like being loyal to someone doesn't mean you care about them at all. Right. You know, or that you care about the people that they're affecting. So have you seen good examples or models of that accountability you think that is necessary? Mm. And if not, do you have ideas of what it could or should look like? <sighs> no. no. Really. No, it's, a t- just, it's a hard one. It yeah. is. It's yeah. so hard because it's so like, I don't know. I mean, I guess there have been changes, you know, like it just takes time, I think, with some people, like mm-hmm. their experiences and what they've done and their the forgiveness factor and whatever. They just have to, it just takes time for them to just grow into the new person that they are um, and to just be a good example. I also do think that, I don't know. I mean, it's good to not dwell on things, but also it's good that when people are like, they'll they'll say like what they did or they'll be, you know, just make rep like reprimands for. Yeah. Try to address it. Try to address it and not like just throw it to the side or blame somebody else or whatever. I think there's just a lot of like, I don't know, you know, not there's just not a lot of accountability. Mm-hmm. And rely on the on the power or influence or like mm-hmm. power dynamics that they have to try to keep that. Right. I mean, how many how many stories could we each think of of people who like whether it's Instagram followers or albums or whatever, whether it's people in Chicago or bigger, but you know, specifically here who like there's a conversation that everyone know needs to happen. Yeah. And every year someone tries to have that conversation. And they get and, and that's never the person happens. who's like the negativity has to be on because right. it's scary. You don't want to be that person who outs somebody. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. that's like you want to be, you know, you want to like be that like strong wielded person, but there's just like a negative energy that comes with that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult to take. Yeah. And some of it is because who that person is doing the outing, depending on their amount of power or influence, right. the like consequences for them can be really high, mm-hmm. you know? And some of that is gender based. Some of that is race yep. based. But some of that is yep. also just the amount of like to use the metrics we've been talking about it can be the amount of instagram followers yeah. like do you have are you reliant on that person 
or this scene to like mm-hmm. continue paying your bills or giving you opportunities right. or just functioning with your sense of self. Like everybody right. is not a professional influencer, but people still are very much like rooted in the sense of how am I being seen? Right. How many people interact? And if I'm not part like of me, if I'm right. not part of the mix, who the hell am I? It's right. it's the same thing. We're talking exactly. in circles in a beautiful way. I mean, yeah, no, it all comes thing. back yeah. to the same thing. It really yeah. does. Just, yeah. So it, growth in this, I need to focus on me. Are there, um, relationships that you've distanced yourself or kinds of places that you've been like basically do you think you could be in the same rooms that you were now with the sense of self or in order for you to be no. at this pe- no it had to be a step away yep because you just see too many wrong things yeah you see too many people who are still around who have done things to you personally who have like who are just bad people overall mm-hmm. yeah you just don't know like why people allow things to happen the way that they do continuously and it's just <laughs> it's a weird it's almost like you want to become bitter and that's where i like had to cut myself right. off from that like stuff is like you if you either become better or you become bitter you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and like for me i was like i don't want to just become a bitter person and I Mm. have a chance to remove myself from those situations that's my I mean that's a problem too I've been struggling with is like you know do we ignore the negative things or do we fight them and at at the cost of our own sanity you know and like for me I've been in such limbo about the certain things that I speak up on or the certain things that I put my energy into because that stuff is like debilitating to me when I'm like Mm -hmm. just really angry or like passionate about something that's like really wrong you know Mm -hmm. but like nothing ever changes nothing's gonna happen you know and I just it's not that I'm like giving up or whatever it's just Mm -hmm. that I'm choosing something else to give my energy to it's preservation yeah I I was just gonna ask how how familiar are you with um, the notions or some of the practices of like restorative justice Mm -hmm. notions how much can you give a little yeah so for those who don't know so I think so. I was asking these questions. I don't like to always just like give what I think about about the world. I think but you should. In, in terms of accountability, <laughs> you have a lot to offer. <laughs> so the way so the way I define accountability personally, but in the spaces uh, where I have influence or, or, or power, um, is accountability is the acknowledgement of impact. Yeah. Right. So there's usually two ways we think of impact, harm and benefit. So the balance in which your words, actions or lack thereof, because not doing something can be harmful or beneficial. Right. Right. So the first step of accountability is naming. Mm -hmm. And so I think in the world, like in America and like Western world, uh, we have an imbalance on how we think of accountability. We only think about it in terms of harm. Mm -hmm. And usually our only response is punitive. Right. And I think that's caused a a vacuum because now no one wants to participate. Right. Because we think of jail, we think of punishment, we think of suspension is the way that we account for harm. It is now in our interest to never admit being harmful. Mm -hmm. And so if you are a man, if you are rich, if you are famous, right, and then you have the power to manipulate things, you will never account for harm because that means I'm going to get punished. Right. And mm. so restoration or means we're going to heal the harm. We're going to center that who was harmed the most. And then the idea is that we can all transform, right? Mm. So the injury that you experience does not define you. You as a, a, you know, a functioning creative woman in the world that we want should not have to remove yourself because you have experienced harm, right? right? The space should be designed to one, heal and hold you, but also heal and hold the person who's committed right. harm because one, that is a reflection 
that they have experienced in- mm-hmm. injury, but also harming people harm yourself. And so we need to think of ways for them to be able to name that, yeah. to to consent to the process, but also to center their impact on someone else. And then we try to create processes and lessons and heal and therapy yes. or you know, a weed card or, or meditation right. <laughs> <laughs> to get to a place where then that pattern stops and we are at a, a, yeah. a newer I- so you're ideal. you saying anger won't heal anything. It won't. It That's won't. what I'm saying. And so, I agree, man. Yeah, and so get because it. we are so used to punishing, <laughs> we're so used to fighting yeah. as a response. Yeah. Uh, we're so used to war yeah. and like that comes down to our interpersonal yeah. interactions. Uh, there's this vacuum mm. and so there, then there's nothing and that's how we get what we got now. Yeah. Uh, and so for you, I think, um, looking into some of the the like basic concepts of what it means to be restored, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's something we can offer the mix right. over time. I, I'd like to. I mean, I think yeah. that that would be a that's a to the point of I'm not just in the room; I'm contributing to it. Right. That could be a very useful what, contribution. What does restoration look like in the mix? Right. Restoring the mix. We got a new podcast. Folks. <laughs> Restoring the mix. Where we address yeah. the conflicts that have happened and get swept under the rug, address the abuse and assault, and like empower That's the people heavy. to like create a new world. Yeah, I mean, but this is, is how, well, for all the... That's some heavy shit. That's, <laughs> that's big responsibility. <laughs> that's some serious who do you shit. Think, who do you think you know and have a relationship that you would trust would be willing to do things like that? We can mm. have them up here. And no pressure. Me? You? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I've always been like that. It's gotten me in trouble, though, sometimes. That's my problem, though. That's why I know what this shit takes. You because take it's like, yeah, because <laughs> I'll be the one to tell somebody, like, I, I mean, there was a friend in the summer last year who um, was being abused by her boyfriend. And, like, he was a friend of mine. And I had no idea that he was doing that. And I mm. immediately went up to him and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't fucking talk to me. Don't ever again. Don't ever look at her again. If yeah. I see you in the same room and I was looking at her, I swear to God, I will, like, fucking murder you. Like, yeah. you know, I, like, went nuts. Mm-hmm. But that's the type of shit that I do is that <laughs> I'll, like, really get, like, because I know no one else will do it. But uh-huh. it's, but that's, that's how I'm, like, so like attached to it I need Mm -hmm. to like get away because like you said I'm an empath like I'm like Mm -hmm. so empathetic that like I can feel other people's pain and that makes me like depressed and like so sunken that I have to just keep like Mm -hmm. a separation for safety for myself yeah and then the goal is at least for me is to find a balance Mm -hmm. there so you don't have to be full you know the pendulum swings back and forth right. to where you're connected and disconnected and connected and disconnected in a way that, well, that was cool. I kind of like paying the <laughs> um, But, you know, to the point that you don't have to, well, maybe, you know, and maybe there are some situations that it's worth stepping all the way right. away from. You know, right. the, I, I think it's very easy to say, like, you have to stay in and you have to restore. But if the stakes are so high on your body and on your mind mm-hmm. and on your ability to continue to survive, mm-hmm. You know, that's a really unfair thing, I think. And that's where the rest of the, you know, for all the talk we do about the, like, creative community in this city, Mm -hmm. like, there's a big difference between a community and, like, a field of coworkers. Yeah. Which is a lot of time what it is. Like, a community is a different thing from a bunch of people who make things together necessarily. Right, who have one goal or something. Especially when money's involved. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A community is a group of people who, like, they're— best interest is tied to each other Mm -hmm. and they understand that if harm is done to one person that is impacting everybody and Mm -hmm. so it's in everyone's interest to like care for and protect each other that would be nice it would be and that's (laughs) that's the goal for community but it's no because everyone has their own like things they have going on either Hmm. it's personal or it's 
global. I don't really know. Yeah. It's mm. difficult to decide for yourself every day. What are you, are you going to fight for the world or are you going to fight for yourself? Mm. And so in your, I, I know, you know, we're talking a lot about the space in Chicago, but I know you've gotten the chance to travel a bunch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, beyond the the having to be up for the the photos and the meeting people, are there kinds of places that you've seen that give you any, not you know, you don't have to be hopeful, <laughs> but any examples or um, like are resonant with this desire for people to be more like interconnected in Japan? caring for each other? In what way? Tell it's me about the best the Japan place move. I've ever been to in my life. Let's talk Japan. It looks so hot. Oh, it's I, so amazing. Explain it to me. I, I, I don't know. It's just the people and their thought process and they... Before you even need to ask anything, they already know what you're going to ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just how I am too. I'm like very intuitive. I'm just like how things are going, you know? I just can guess how something's going to happen. But like they, they're they just kind and everything's like super like thought out and just organized and very tech. But also like once you go a little bit outside of it, it's still very old school and like just, I don't know. I, I would just… Everyone's, it's just the people, you know, it's the people and their energy. It's hard to explain until you're really like there with them and you you feel just like they they just get it. Yeah. They just get it. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. live in a place other than Chicago? Yeah. Where do you have like the the three the three spots? Are you are you a native? Are you from? I'm from Chicago. You're from Chicago. I mean, not Chicago, Chicago, but you <laughs> Chicago know, if you ask somebody the who's from Chicago, they'd be like, what part? I'll be like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I, I respect that you 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 held yourself accountable there. You didn't. Well, I was born in Minnesota, and mm-hmm. I moved to the suburbs of Gurney okay. Um, okay. when I was like three or four or something, and then moved to the city in 2008. So I've been here for, for a minute. Yeah, a wow. year, ten years. So where would be the other places on the list? New York is coming mm-hmm. up next. That's that's, a, a, that's a, in motion. It's in motion. Wow. Um, I think it's just the next step on what needs to happen. For my creativity and also yeah. like opportunity. Yeah. Mm. Let's project what's going to come from that. Like what? You, let's let's manifest, manifest as we begin. <laughs> you said what needs to come from your creativity. What, mm. what you want? What What are some of those? things? I hope to do like more like acting work. I want to or like more like hosting or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. I'd like to also do maybe some like vocal acting i think i could do something with like like voiceover type stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah i like cartoons and animations and stuff like that i've always loved them so i think it'd be cool to just see what's going on with that there um have you ever designed animation done characters in that no no i mean actually yeah i've done illustrations of like mm-hmm. little characters but i've never like done anything like serious mm-hmm. or whatever um and then just just shoot more shoot get yeah. that sh- new york you know, mentality of shooting is just completely different. Well, I hear there's this world. really great angle under the under the Manhattan <laughs> Bridge that everybody loves. Oh, I gotta get that one. Never had that before. <laughs> that photo's never been taken. No. There's this one. You know the spot I'm talking about? Nah. There's this one picture that is, I'd say seventy five percent with all the bricks on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I would say seventy five percent of Instagrams <laughs> in the United States have a photo at this spot. <laughs> they like built it for Instagram to create this view. Like that's not even a joke. They yeah. tried to make it. Uh, I bet it's in Dumbo in Brooklyn. And, and it's right in the center too, and right in that bridge. The bridge is right there. Right. And if you go, <laughs> I was there a couple of years ago, not to take the photo, for another reason. So it would be okay <laughs> if I was there for the photo. I'm not embarrassed. I hope you um, took one. Uh, there is a photo out okay, there. Good. Scroll back in my IG and you'll find it. But um, <laughs> the the line of people, because it's not like a 
tourist attraction in that like there's but people a wait in line to take it. There's like a, a, a crowd. <laughs> and it's like you think you're gonna look different in this spot. I've never understood that or like going up the I guess like if you have a good view from above, I could imagine waiting in line yeah. to see that. Do you and I know a lot of the work you do is aerial and I'm we're gonna move mm-hmm. toward the end, but um what is it that you like about being above things or, or at the level of the top of buildings? What, what do you see that you think people don't see from the ground? I think there's just different perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of like seeing the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, that's kind of why I'm always up at this point. But I also think there's a lot to play with. Um, I like the angles of it. I yeah. don't know. I just like being up there. Yeah. I mean, I, to be quite honest with you, I'm horrified of heights. Mm, interesting. So I just, my body like tenses up and like, even if I like told myself to walk or something or move in some kind of way, it would never work. It's interesting because some of what you create does feel a little like um, apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Like I think about, I was talking to someone about the movie The Day After Tomorrow and like the big wave coming over Manhattan mm-hmm. and some, you know, some of the work you do feels that way. Do you think that mm-hmm. that kind of comes out of some of that fear? Or is there um, an to be quite there? honest with you, my work doesn't, I mean, creating it, I don't create it to come off as like it's bad thing. Yeah. If, if like the waves were there, people should just bring their umbrellas because it's going <laughs> to be a little wet outside, to be quite honest, you know, or like if there's a giant giraffe walking by, just like don't cool. get out of his way, like yeah. go straight. Maybe um, that would teach people in Chicago how to walk down the street in the loop. They don't as if know. there was a giant giraffe, they just nothing. get out of the way because right. people are, you're bumping into them, it's the worst. <laughs> That drives me crazy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's just a magical world. Uh, but it also can be, I mean, people think of it in their own ways, which I always find interesting. I think <laughs> the way that people interpret art has everything to do with how they feel about the world, <laughs> you know, at that moment in time. It's, it's outward, you know, projection. Projection. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's. A lot of people take it as destruction and um, with those. I think uh, ABC7 posted that waterfall picture of like mm-hmm. the city with like yeah. all the water in it. And I'm telling you, all my comments, I don't get anything like how they got. They were like, this is insensitive. Uh, what is it? Insensitive. And this is horrible. How could you do this? People die every day from this. You guys are horrible. Delete this. Blah, blah, blah. They were like, you're going to hell. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Oh my God. It's no, just ABC a different audience. <laughs> They're nuts. And they were like, oh, they were losing it. But, people, but they talked, they tagged the wrong person in the picture uh, for hallelujah. like credit. So I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> people do not die every day from giant fake waves hitting downtown Dude, people were <laughs> Chicago. People well, do, was that at this not time, well, was at the time there was like uh like the um all the what is it? Like a tsunami or hurricane? Hurricanes, or yeah, mm-hmm. hurricanes. Yeah, and that also was not a hurricane. No. Yeah. <laughs> people are just people just want to be are, offended people so are. And the, bad. The news watching audience. Yes, is that too. Right? Yeah, they were like, "Why would you post this on the news?" They also take things as real. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I think they thought they yeah. think it's the sacred like state right, right. information. Yeah. You it's can't like, post fake things on the news. It's like uh, what's that old shit? Was it World of the Worlds or whatever? The Tom Cruise. Yeah, War of the Worlds, yeah. Yeah, you know about that like <laughs> that, that movie Tom Cruise did is oh, yeah, off yeah. this like radio thing. Yeah. And people thought it was really happening. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's about that time. I think it's about right. that time. We, gotta, we appreciate you so much oh God, for being yeah, here. But before thanks. we get out of here, mm-hmm. there is um, the cornerstone of our work. Like and we've it. already teased at the theme a little bit. It's mm-hmm. all about accountability okay. here at Ergo Radio. So there's a sect I of like the world that. that I believe has run amok. And we have decided we we shall not let it stand. <laughs> not my watch. <laughs> so we have we have picked up arms and, and, and built an army uh. to stop this group 
from from their destruction. I cannot wait to help. I, I'm so glad you were, you were a willing participant in this lukewarm seat. I don't and even know what group, you're asking now. I know. I'm stretching <laughs> what it out What have I agreed purpose. to? <laughs> the group, It'll be fine. The group, and, and beef is our tool. And so mm. we, 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 you know, we talked about God and transformation and love and finding ourselves and restoration, mm-hmm. but not right now. We, we're punishing. <laughs> and so beef with an R&B singer. Ooh. R&B Singers is the group that has run amok and we shall stand for it no more. And so every week we invite our guests to start Beef with an R&B Singer and why? Ooh. Beef with an R&B Singer with Swopes. Ooh. I don't know why like B2K came to mind so okay. quick. Yeah. <laughs> Even it. though I love them. But they're in the mix right but now. They're, they're in coming the mix. back out. They're coming back. Mm-hmm. And, and don't. Man, can, you imagine no, what, ahead, can you imagine what their mix was like? <laughs> yeah, was Man. Crazy. Talk about in the mix. <laughs> I was so young and I still wanted to be in the mix. <laughs> I wanted to be in the mix. So why, why did our, why did they come to your head for r Because <sighs> they're in the mix right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're low-hanger fruit right now. Yeah. Um, B2K jokes are plentiful. Man, I love R&B so much. I'm exactly. Like, who would piss me off? This is exactly. why the game matters. This you is know why what? it's important. It's a sacred Ooh, space. I'm mad. You know what? I am mad at B2K because they are coming back and I have to buy tickets now. That's that, going? That work for me. You're I'm gonna go? going. No, I, real talk. I already knew I was going. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you think so? You'll be there for this reunion tour. Do you think in ten years you'll be there for the next reunion tour and the one after that? Like, it, will fifty year old swells be like, all right, let's let's bump, bump, bump? Yeah, because <laughs> um, I don't know if, if y'all have ever seen, but new edition don't be looking that hot out. First there of all, <laughs> old. I that's love an old edition. New edition. Do. N- I'm not knocking Careful. the legacy. Careful. I'm just saying, Careful. projecting the, the 20 Are years Are you an R&B now. singer? Because we don't have beef. <laughs> no, no, real talk. I love the edition. Okay. I love that. All right. Yeah, so that's probably why I like BGK a lot, too. Because they were. Just, I mean, they're they not as problematic, though. That's a lineage. That is a lineage, for yeah. sure. They're mad no, problematic. Yeah, no, they were super problematic in the oh, edition. What God. was that song? Or is that is that Belle Biv DeVoe? Mm, it might have been Bobby Brown. Where one of them oh. said, uh, "It's my back, prerogative." Backstage, underage, something, something, something. That's like a line in one of their songs. Things were accepted back then. They were. You, know, you could just got it off. And now hits. people are listening back to like, it, and now the, they're like, "What is? What are we? What were we doing? What? I know. Just asleep at the wheel. <laughs> and that's what we're doing here with R and B beef. We are we are cleaning up history. R and B beefing. <laughs> All right, um, we got to get out of here. Is there any place you want the people to find you um, in the ways you want to be found? Mm-hmm. I have swopes uh, on all places. Um, yeah. Anything coming up you want people to, to mm, look I'm out for? I'm going snowboarding this weekend. So all right. Nice. So check that out. <laughs> I also, um, I'm, swope, I just slopes. started a, yeah, swopes on the slopes. Yeah. Well, that's how I tell people how to say my name. Because mm-hmm. they always say swoops. Uh, mm-hmm. Swopes I get sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's with slopes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, swopes. Yeah. There you go. So that should be cool. But I started a weekly podcast. Oh. So. Very nice. What's it called? Swope so dope. The the rhyming (laughs) it writes itself. (laughs) So check that out. Thank you so much for coming through and kicking it with us today. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. Appreciate you. Pleasure. Thank you. Much love to the people. Peace. This episode of Ergo is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays, eleven a.m. to nine p.m. Bring your group and hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. You can swing by the Lagunitas Tap Room in Pilsen or find some near you at lagunitas.com. Life is uncertain. Don't sip.